With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we go over Tampa's interesting start to the season, talk contract extensions, and hit on some other news around the hockey world. Stay tuned. Season 3, Episode 5 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson here, as well as Chase Groshaw, with me as always. Chase, how you doing? Um, hey, You're, then, you're feeling you know, great. I'm, I know you are. Yeah. You know, could be better, could be worse. Uh, life of a football fan, Detroit Lions fan, you know, just being a football fan in general. Um, you know, we had a lot of Tampa listeners, of course, to tape my podcast, so... You guys are a lot more blessed be, being Bucks fans, as I'm going to assume a lot of you are. As of right now, you know, the, the years of downness and turmoil has turned into a Super Bowl championship and a now contender for as long as Tom Brady's going to be around. You know, where both of our favorite teams, your, yours is the more on the up and up, looked looked pretty good today. Uh, mine is, I can't say on the down and down or the up and up because they've just been down since I've been alive and they will continue to be down. So, I just, you know, I just let myself disappointed week by week, but at least I got a good hockey team to cheer for. Hey, it was a great day for the studio. It was a great day for the Bulls broadcast, boys. A little Bengals-Lions action. We were down in the D to watch the game. I had a lot of fun. I know we went with a lot of family and friends, and for some reason everyone was mad that I was the only one that had fun, but maybe they should have picked a different team. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be a loser Bengals fan. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun today. Uh, also, shout out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting a big win on Thursday, 28-22 over the Philadelphia Eagles. However, Chase, this is a hockey show. So I'm going to be talking a lot about the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, go over some new contract extensions, injuries, a bunch of stuff. But before we hop into there, Chase, I got to talk about something. It's very controversial. That's probably so stupid. Some people, smile. some people have had fights over this, like physical brawls, physical altercations. Over oh, this. it's going to be so dumb. Okay. So I got to ask. I had pizza for dinner. Pineapple pizza doesn't work. No. Why not? Because it's not good. It's just not good together. I've tried it and I just don't like it at all. So it's too contradicting of, of flavors in, in my mouth. We're like contradicting flavors can work out well sometimes, but those just don't mix well for me. The big question is people say, does pineapple belong on pizza? And like, 
it just seems very polarizing because the people that say, sure, there's no problem with pineapple on pizza, they say exactly that. They're like, yeah, whatever. Like, if it's not your favorite, that's cool. Like, if you don't want it, that's fine. If you want it, that's cool. But the people who are like, no, it doesn't belong on pizza, they're like, if anyone has pineapple on their pizza, get them out of my face. Are you one of those? Or are you no, like, no, no. Like, like it's what like, I really don't care. Eat what you like. Um, I, I, I don't care. My girlfriend eats pineapple on her pizza, so like, I'm you see it more often. But like, I would if if it was given me to eat, there's zero chance I would eat it. You know, there is probably some people listening right now that might even turn off the show. They're so polarized on this maybe specific topic. Uh, see, I I've got no problem with pineapple on pizza. I just had it. My brother, he's a Hawaiian pizza fan, so. He grabbed a Hawaiian pizza, pineapple on there, of course. I ate it. Don't mind it whatsoever. Will never be my first option. Always going to go for pepperoni or bacon or meat lovers, something like that. But no problems. No problem with pineapple whatsoever. Although, I got to say, we got the pizza from Oliver's. Great pizza. Really good ranch as well. Dipping a Hawaiian pizza in ranch was a little bit weird because I'm like pineapple no, with ranch. Ew, that's weird. Ew, that's gross. It wasn't bad. No, that's gross. <laughs> that that that's over the line. <laughs> so that's where you draw. Yes, and you go, is- anyone who does that, I don't want to see them. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, you're just gonna have to deal with me for the rest of the show. Unfortunately, uh, Chase. Let's talk about Tampa. We'll start with them, and they have come off to a very interesting start thus far, sitting at two one and zero. However, the two wins have come through overtime, and we'll dive deep into those games. But the team overall hasn't been that supreme team we expected. There's been a lot of fun. There's been some times where we're just wondering, who the hell is this on the ice? They don't look like themselves. What are your thoughts overall on the three games that they've played so far and the start of their season? Yeah, you know, just kind of quickly without, like, we'll get into a little more to it here in a little bit. But, like, first two games, Vassie just did not play well. Yeah. And the team underwhelmed in front of them game one. Game two, they started figuring out at the end, and we'll talk about that whole fiasco when the time comes. And then game three, it was kind of the opposite, where the team, you know, they were, they were um, kind of just whole, you know, wholeheartedly underwhelming. And then Vasilevsky, he played pretty well, you know, made made a lot of saves, made the saves that he needed to, but it just hasn't, you know, hasn't really come together. Uh, you know, two straight off seasons in a row that have been short for the Lightning, two cup wins, not a big deal. But, um, you, you know, so, so flex. Yeah. So, of, of course, you know, they're bound to not like they're not going to win every game. And this, yeah. you know, it's just concerning because that was the first, you know, home opener loss in seven, eight years, whatever it was. And then um, the wins haven't been completely pretty. But at the end of the day, two points is two points. A win is a win. So you kind of just take it and just, you know, you don't want to complain about it too much. Just kind of re- refine it. Yeah, and I got to say, I'm thankful for the division they are in this year because the reshuffled divisions last year, uh, I felt like it was just a a harder division than what they're sitting in right now. So uh, even if we come off to a slow start, that's not a huge deal. I mean, if you've been listening with us for a while, uh, let's just say, I don't know, since the start, you know that, what was it, 20 games in or so, the team was really struggling and... We came on the show, we came on the Bolts broadcast and said, look, if we don't turn it around in the next week or two, this could be a possible John Cooper firing. What did that turn into? A huge turnaround in two straight Stanley Cups. So uh, we're not shy about talking about when the team's doing bad or when the team's doing good, but uh, we've been there before where the team has not looked like themselves early on. We are not 
anywhere close to where we were when we were originally talking about, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning not looking good. John Cooper might have to be up in the conversation. Nowhere close. We're 2-1. and one. We've got a winning record. We're doing all right. We're just a little bit concerned. We're not fully there quite yet. But, Chase, I do want to talk about the fact that you were able to make it out to that Red Wings-Tampa game. I was, yeah. And that was... That was an entertaining hockey game, a absolute kind of shit show over there for a little bit. Uh, you know, Matthew Joseph hit on Dylan Larkin, Dylan Larkin then swings, catches Matthew Joseph the side of the head face there, kind of looking like it was just, it was, it was, it was really weird. You know, Larkin, I, the suspension's very, very deserving, you know, one game suspension, someone not, you know, with a troubled history in the NHL. So fine is what it is. Um, you know, it was just just a weird play. I'm very conflicted on because I really want to you know be all against oh this is this is bullshit against Detroit because you know we're we're doing the show here. But I really think that like it was kind of even down on both sides. Joseph ended up hitting Larkin in a dangerous spot where technically that is boarding or hit from behind. You can go with either or, and it's still a you know a reasonable penalty. Um, then Larkin you know goes and gets mad that there's no call, and he goes and swings at Joseph, which there you know he shouldn't have swung him the way like that. He should try to get back him in a different way. But like, at the end of the day, I do think it all just evened out. Um, I I really don't want to complain too much like too much about it because really like it, it, it's hockey. This shit's gonna happen. I know Larkin was upset because last year you know JB Ben hit him in a similar way, and he's had a he had a neck injury that he was trying to recover from forever for it. And he was, you know, pissed about that happening again. So um, I'm just happy that there's nothing too long for injury out of this. Um, it made for a very entertaining rest of the game. Um, it, it, it was just, it, it was a hell of a time in, in LCA that day. And let's go into the game, Chase. I have to say, first and foremost, I did not expect the chippiness that we saw out of both teams. I mean, when you think, or at least when I think generally, about a great team going up against a team that really doesn't seem like they're going to be all too competitive, at least coming into that game. I didn't expect so much chippiness, especially because Tampa, they're more known as the team with a ton of skill, not those guys that are grinding it out like the New York Islanders. And then the Red Wings, I think of in in a similar fashion, you know, being run by Stevie Y, he's going to try to build a team similar to the Tampa Bay Lightning and how he built them. So I did not expect all the chippiness, but it made for one hell of a game. Uh, Also, going down big, but being able to score three straight goals in the third period to push us on to overtime, and then Andre Palat being able to put in the OT winner, like, it was a phenomenal game. Yeah, it it was crazy. Uh, Just, you know, start off with Bertuzzi's four-goal night. Almost had five assets. Yeah, the last inch of it, you know. It's crazy. He takes no shots to score four goals, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's a non-vaccination button. But we're, we're moving on. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a hell of a comeback there at the end of the game, scoring the last four goals, uh, really kind of working that last few minutes of, of overtime. Our power play looks fantastic this year. Steven Samkos is playing really well to you know, start this year. Love to see that. Kucherov had a quiet game that somehow ended up at four points. You know, you notice him on his goal. Other than that, being in the rink, I didn't notice him a whole lot, even though I was trying to look out for him too, which is kind of whatever, but still wound up with a goal and three assists, you know, just what Kucherov does. Uh, it, it was... An interesting way to win. The better team won that game that night very clearly. Uh, you know, kudos to the Red Wings. Uh, kudos to Alexander Jokovic, the best goal he's probably ever played, letting in seven goals. Like, uh, he played really well. Uh, it was a hard-fought game, but the better team won. And I don't know if we talked about it on last show, 
But I know that you and I have talked about it. With the skill that the Tampa Bay Lightning team has, they should never be outshot in a game. Right. That was not the case tonight as they outshot Detroit 48-26. to uh, Vasilevsky, he had a poor night. You talked about that in the beginning of the episode, how the first two games really haven't gone his way. Uh, but I did want to swing back around to Tyler Bertuzzi. I know that's not Tampa Bay talk, but a kid who was at the time overdrafted in the second round by the Detroit Red Wings, he's really come on. He's easily been worth his second round draft pick. Yeah, he has. Um, he, he's been a, a good player. Um, like, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, he, he provides some – he provides some solid offense, and, you know, last couple of years he's been good defensively and more aggressive. But, you know, in that game, uh, he was not really, like, hitting anybody, not blocking shots, uh, not doing the things that you, you kind of expect a guy like that to do. So a little, little weird, but, yeah, he definitely has made it worth, you know, that, um, what's it called, that that, that draft stock. Capital, health. draft Yeah, capital. draft capital. Yep. Jesus, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, yeah, so. It, it definitely was a bold pick by, at the time, Ken Holland, but it did work out. Do you think maybe the Red Wings are more heavily leaning on his offensive abilities now that they're saying, hey, let's be a little bit more careful, like still go out and do all the things you're known for, but let's not be taking as many dangerous plays like we know your uh, uncle has had a couple. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like, He's not effective unless he's playing that full game. Like it's it's like got to be a Brad March on light type of player is, is really where he's most effective. All right, let's move on to the next game, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals. This was a little bit slower of a game, not as much action as we saw the other night with the Red Wings. However, Vasilevsky he looked great, and he was one of the main reasons we were able to capitalize and get our second win on the season. Yeah, you know, you know, he faced thirty-three total shots. Obviously, Capitals got one goal in that game, so thirty-two saves. Yeah, I was very happy with the way he played. Um, it, you know, wasn't a game I got to see very much of. I, you know, tried tried to watch what I could, but ha- had some things going on. Um, you know, we were gonna talk about it in the news, but I might as well just talk about it now. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin scored a goal in that game. He is now solely in fifth place all time for goals scored in the NHL. Love to see it. Yep, seven hundred thirty-three goals. Hopefully, he keeps going. We love to see him break. Uh, Gretzky's record that'd be fantastic but yeah it, it was just a game where there wasn't you know a ton of opportunities for Tampa but they took advantage when they could Sam Coast got the overtime winner three goals on the year Sergacho scored there late in the third to tie it up uh it was just a game where you know Vasilevsky played very well he was the best goalie on the ice and then the team supplemented him the best they could and I do want to talk about the captain a little bit more here deep dive into him just a bit more like you said got the OT winner this was a guy that we talked about during the offseason that Hey, he's got a big, big uh, salary cap on him. It's a guy who we love on the team. We love our captain, obviously, but his play has dipped a little bit. And we weren't shy about talking about, hey, if something needs to be done, Steven Samkos could be a guy that is making his way out of here. Luckily, this year he's come in with a brand new fire, a new passion, He's got three goals, four assists for the first three games, making that seven points. This guy's been great. He's looking like the Steven Samkos of old. I don't have those worries as of right now. He's doing phenomenal. He's not playing like he has over the last two years. Yeah, you can't complain about the way he's playing because he is playing well and and is scoring when when he needs to. So hopefully he can keep it up. Obviously, he's not going to stay at this rate. He's not going to score 175 points. like That's just just not happening. But 
if he can, you know, still be like a 70 point guy, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's fantastic. Absolutely. We got two games upcoming this week, Tuesday, the Panthers will be at Tampa and that would be a seven o'clock game. And then Saturday, the big game I'm really looking forward to Colorado at Tampa Bay. That's going to be one that really judges where this Colorado team is. They are right now the favorites to win the Stanley Cup when it comes to betting odds. But Tampa being that two-peat, the current reigning defending Stanley Cup champs, what are we going to see out of this game? I'm very excited for that. Uh, We'll get more into previews as we go on in the season chase. But right now, the season is so young. There's not much to expect yet. We don't really know how everyone has meshed very well. So we're not going to do a preview for either of those games today, but previews will be coming But that's going to do it for our Tampa Bay talk here. We're going to go to a quick commercial break with DraftKings. And then on the other side, give me talking about news around the league, contract extensions, all that stuff. Be right back. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. Shout out to DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you're doing any type of sports betting, make sure to head over to DraftKings. Chase, let's talk about contract extensions here. We got two big ones since the last time we recorded, both being defensemen. uh, Both getting a lot of money, too. However, we will decide if they were worth the money. We talked about a lot of defensemen defensemen contract extensions with the... uh, Darnell Nurse deal, the Zach Wierenski deal, all that. Well, coming in a similar spot, Charlie McAvoy, eight years, $76 million. Worth every penny, the highest oh. or r- richest contract in Boston Bruins history. Next captain, once Patrice Bergeron retires, I mean, it, 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 it's a great deal. Analytically, he is literally irreplace- irreplaceable as a defenseman in the NHL. He is a guy who is just truly, truly a number one top defenseman, can do everything you ask for. You know, kind of what Chicago thought they were getting South Jones, kind of what Edmonton thinks they have in Darnell Nurse, but but just I mean, even what Columbus thinks they have in Zach Rensky, like like those those guys signed very rich contracts all in this range. And like they're just not even anywhere near the defenseman that Charlie Mack is, so it's a great deal for Boston. I like Charlie McAvoy a lot, a guy who can not only do it on the back end, but can do it up front as well. Chase, I'm trying to figure out where did he play before the Bruins? Did he play college? 
Yes, he played at I BU thought so. or BC. Yes, one, it was BU. Yeah, okay, one of the Boston schools. For some reason, I I was thinking he was in Michigan for some reason, but uh, no. Hey, really good player, a good signing for Boston. I know that uh, Boston fans are going to be happy about it, but what are they going to do once Patrice Bergeron and Marshawn start to fall off? Like, I mean, like even right now, like they're not in the best spot. Like they they don't have what does not to not anymore. Tuca. Yeah. So, like, you remember right now, it's already getting pretty close to the end. And we talked about that in our preview. I'm just, like, kind of worried because you got Charlie McAvoy and David Pasternak both in the prime of their career. Uh, They're going to be dipping eventually. Can they turn it around quick enough from the Patrice Bergeron age to whatever the next age is? Are they going to be able to do it quick enough to possibly contend? That's the big question. That really depends on the goalie in the system. If Swayman can end up being a good goalie for them, then they might not ever even leave that realm. But if, if he struggles, they're going to falter and they got to find somebody. So it really depends on the goaltending and um, like really just how the guys that they have currently and the guys about to draft develop. But if, it really centers around that back, back end piece. All right. Well, let's go from a team that Tampa is just great friends with in the Boston Bruins and go to another team that the Tampa Bay Lightning absolutely love to see every single year. And that's the New York Islanders as they bring back Ryan Pollock on an eight-year deal. Yeah, so uh, it was um, with an average of six point one five is what the average came out to. Um, I, I don't think it's it's too shabby. Like I, you know, I was seeing that like if he were to go on the open market, he would he would get more money, and maybe he would. But if he did, it'd be too much. But like it's probably about his value for what he does. He's fine offensively. You know, much better defensively, just kind of a good all-around type guy. Really fits in the Islanders system. It makes a lot of sense. If he went elsewhere, I think he would struggle a little more because they play a very specific game that maybe two or three teams in the league do, like even like try to attempt. And Seattle's maybe one of those teams maybe do good in Seattle, but like obviously he's not going out there. So he's in he's in on New York with the Isles. I think it's a good fit, and I, I can't really complain about this money. And I've discussed my dislike about the New York Islanders and bringing this guy back just. Makes it even worse because you're not graduating to a more fun Matt Barzal centric game, but rather staying with the boring, grinded out defensive style game that does win games. I I need to be honest about that, but it's not a team that I necessarily love. Yeah. Who was the other guy that was it Adam Pelich that they also resigned during the offseason? Yes, sir. Okay. Very, very boring defensive hockey there. Yeah. All right. Well, our final contract extension of Brady Kachuk. He is no longer an RFA. He is back in Ottawa. A big deal for a young guy. Yeah, so I had Adam there in the dock last minute because I couldn't remember if we talked about him or not. I thought it was, oh, no, we definitely didn't. So here we go, Brady Kachuk. Seven-year, $57.5 million deal. It's about an average of 8.214. You know, it's a little more money than he he deserves right now. Let's be real. Yep. Um, he has the potential to grow into that money. I, I truly think he does, and I think he'll be the next captain. So if he can get continue to improve and then you know take on that leadership role, fine. It should be a perfectly fine contract. But the real route here was like force him to, into a two or three year deal, um, where you can pay him six million dollars a year, and then from there, if he shows that it's worth it, then you can pay him nine ten million dollars and just kind of deal with it down the road. His salary cap be a little higher. It'll, it'll be good. But obviously, he wants the guaranteed money, the security. So, it is what it is. Um, 
it's just a lot of money. He shoots the puck a lot. He usually is top two or three in the league in shots. Um, so as long as he can convert into more goals and be a little more sound defensively, uh, this should be a perfectly fine deal. And it being a long deal means he, once his contract is up, he will be a UFA. And I know we are so far out from it, but it feels like to me, Brady Kachuk will not be a one-team guy. So I would yeah. not be shocked whatsoever if he hits free agency after this deal is up. But again, he's going to be playing a lot of hockey with the Ottawa Senators. And I'm just happy he's back because we talked about it. No stars means no viewership. We bring back the last big RFA. So you love to see it. It's just so weird. Like, so their dad, Canadian, Keith Chuck, legend of the game, uh, had had both his kids in America, the St. Louis guys. But now both his kids are drafted by Canadian teams yeah. now. If they're there for a while and they have kids, their kids are being Canadian, and then you know their kids get drafted, and then all play in America, and it's just gonna yep. keep flip flopping like that. Well, hey, what do we know about Canadian teams? They love American players. They do for whatever reason. Austin Matthews, Cole Caulfield, the Kachucks, like they and just can't get enough of American players. Montreal, they had like three captains in a row that were American. Yeah, so we've we've had our gripes with Canadian teams because of that. Kyle Connor going to Winnipeg. Connor Hellebuck going to Winnipeg, so it's just annoying. A little bit, yeah. And I, I know that Canadians, like, when an American team, for example, Tampa, when they win a Stanley Cup, they're like, oh, most of your team's made up of Canadian players. Well, now when a Canadian team wins a Cup, if they ever do. <laughs> if they ever hey, do. Hey, your star player is American. What are you talking about? Literally. Literally. All right, well, let's move on, Chase. Capo. Kako, a young star stud, potential uh, elite player, he's going on IR. Yeah, I don't know if I go star stud quite yet. He hasn't really done yeah, everything. Well, if, based on his draft capital, he is. I was seeing something, though. I don't think it was Jay Fresh Hockey, no, but it, it was it, a similar it, graphic. It, it was Byron Bader. Okay. This is another guy that I follow. He works for Hockey Prospecting. And he was the one that said, I don't know why there is even comparison between Capocaco and, and Jack Hughes. Yeah, his model yeah. gives Capocaco, I think it's a 1% chance of becoming a star in the NHL. Oh. And a star, I think the threshold is 65 points or something like that in a season. Oh, that seems a little low. Yeah, so... Um, I think he could hit 65. Yeah, it, it, it's it's 65 to 70. It's somewhere in that range. Is mm-hmm. if uh, it's not any higher than that. So I think he can he can get to that level too. I still think he has that ability. Um, but regardless, it, it sucks he's going on IR. He's only gonna miss a couple of games. Hopefully, hopefully four or five games he can be back. But he's really gonna stay on the ice and like just kind of refine his game and figure out how he can get better because it, it has been a bit underwhelming since he's been drafted. And. I don't really know what to think about the New York Rangers. Uh, I'm going to have to go to our our Hockey Podcast Network podcast about the Rangers specifically because I just want to know what's going on. I mean, we've talked about how they've got a lot of young pieces that are looking very good, but now Kraftsov, he's going to look for a trade. Capococco hasn't been as good as we expected. Pavel Buchnevich gets traded. And Alexi Lafreniere had a underwhelming rookie season. So I don't know what it is. Is it the, um, what would it be, prospect development system that they have over there? Or, like, Adam Fox turned out just fine, but he played a lot of college. So I, I'm i very frustrated because there is a lot of good players on this team, a lot of talented young guys. 
but they have not reached their potential, and some of them not even close to it. I mean, it could be someone with the amateur player development. It, it really could be. Um, it could be just the talent you're bringing in. You're drafting guys that are like ahead of the curve and don't have much more room to grow. Like th- those are the type of things that, that could happen. So, um, you know, it, it definitely would be interesting to get a better look at it. But yeah, it, there is just guys that are just that should you know go to the NHL and look like they should have success. You know, based on what they're doing in junior or in Euro, whatever's going on before they're in the NHL, then they get over and it's just underwhelming. Yeah, so I, I'm not really sure what's happening over there, but, hey, that's not our problem. As nope. E-Bolts broadcast, we get to celebrate just back-to-back Stanley Cup wins. Possible three-peat? I don't know. We'll have to see. But our last little topic, and not really even a topic, just a quick shout-out to um, a team out there that is helping evolve the game of hockey. Yeah, the Puerto Rican women's national team wins their first ever tournament that they play in in the the Latin American Latin Cup, that is. Uh, you know, they rec- I think they recently just got IIHF um, like approval status. So they're, they're very low, low in there, but th- that's awesome. You know, it's just, that's a place where, you know, hockey's not very popular. I think they beat uh, Chile in the, in the finals, which is another, you know, not very big hockey place, but like, it's still great to see because I want to see hockey on every single country in this planet. I love this sport. I, I love seeing hockey in minority countries. Um, can't remember who it was. But there was like an ex pro who does, um, like he was doing some kind of like camp stuff where he was traveling to different countries. I feel like we might have talked about it like year, a couple years ago on like early season one Bolts broadcast. Maybe it was WNP. I feel like I thought I talked about it because I was, thought it was so cool. But he was going to like, um, you know, these like he's going to like Cambodia and and like um, some poorer parts of China, Hong Kong, going to these areas and just kind of introducing them hockey where they have ice rings and stuff. And you know, I, I'm all for that. So. This is just obviously a small step. You know, are we ever going to see a Puerto Rican play in the NHL? Uh, it's very unlikely, but yeah. still, if we can grow exposure to the game, it's just better for everyone. It's awesome to see it in different countries as well as getting the representation from women as well. Uh, we love seeing the game of hockey grow, whether it be based on gender or nationality, whatever it is, as long as we can get more people in the actual game, it is great. But, uh, Chase, it is now time for Hockey Name of the Day. It is. That is uh, uh um You can do it. Wasilage Guft Sokolov. You gotta you you gotta use some, some context clues here by the context clues you have none. Um yeah. but <laughs> like what do you uh Guft? It's Vasily. Vasily. Why is there a J? Did you put in the J to throw me off? I did not put in the J. He is German. You threw in the J to throw me off. Vasily Guftzokolov is an 18-year-old German-born forward who is currently playing in the German 4 League. Uh, He has a game played with both EC Pfaffenhofen and TSV Erding. I'm sorry, can you say that one again? Pfaffenhofen. EC Pfaffenhofen. EC Pfaffenhofen. I love Ice that. Hockey Club Pfaffenhofen. What I love a, that. What a great name. But yeah, he, he's a young guy. He played pretty well. Um, some lower levels in Germany. You know, was a pretty good school player, but wasn't like dominated. You really got to dominate those levels to kind of show anything. Like like Dominic Cahoon and Leon Dreisel, those two guys are the top two scorers in like German high school ever. Dominic Cahoon, number one, Dreisel, number two, not a big deal. But um, yeah, it means Cahoon's a better player. So, yeah, so dry title sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, he's, he's a good player. Um, Not really going to be anything special. Maybe he can make his way up to a higher-level German league down the road. But for now, he's just playing pro in the German four. 
Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he do. You see, Foffenhoffen. Got a new favorite team? Yeah, I do, actually. And it, it just reminds me of, I feel like there is a scene in Elf where he hears a new word and he just says it nonstop. I have no idea. I can't picture that in my but, head. But that's how I feel with Easy Hoffen. What? what Foffenhoffen. Foffenhoffen. I just want to say that nonstop. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks so much for coming out. Chase, lead him out with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. Nothing required, but just a great way to support us and the podcast network. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, that's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. We're all right at follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That way you get your hockey talk, your football talk, you get everything you need. Go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts and network there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We're really seeing radio's five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.